0: Welcome to a
1: free solution. All right. Welcome to a free solution. I'm Kevin Wilson. Yoster, today, thank you so much for joining us today. We're live here at WYSL until 1 p.m., so give us a call. 585 346 3000. That's 585 346 3000. Shout out down the line to our friends listening over at WACK out in Newark. Appreciate y'all being here as well. And. You know, some of you I'm I'm sure will will wonder where our online version is. Uh we're going to try to get it up. Just had a, a little bit of a computer issue. So we'll we'll see what we can do though. Uh and hopefully, we well, hopefully we'll figure something out. But uh we got a bunch of stuff to talk about today. Uh you know, we'll we'll talk about uh, the this BioLab story. We'll talk about uh the uh, the the new Facebook policy around violence and of course it is my my semi-annual semi-annual biannual whatever the word is my twice a year rant about daylight savings uh our our governments have interfered with our cro- clocks once again uh and you know what? I we we need to stick stick to one thing or another right you know again, I I've sort of switched on this stuff a little bit i, I cuz i used to be i used to be a proponent of of switching to to this right to, to have the later sunsets um, and 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 just sticking in daylight savings time instead of standard time but you know I I, I think I, I think I like standard time again I, I just I'm, I'm used to it I I like being able to walk my kid to, to daycare with the, the Sun fully out was a little bit out today, so wasn't too bad. Uh, and I get a bunch of other folks who make that Christmas too. It's closer to like the natural circadian rhythms uh, that that people have. Uh, instead, we and in, in what would be better again than than switching twice a year? Even if we if we switched once, we said, okay, this is it. We're sticking in this time. That would be better than the flopping back and forth. Right? That, that's what kills me because again, it, it literally hurts people to do this. It disrupts their day, disrupts their sleep schedules, uh, disrupts their ability to, to work effectively, uh, and and causes more cr- traffic accidents. There's all sorts of negative consequences to that. This uh, of government policy, and, and most of the time, people can't even remember why we're doing it anymore. We we don't understand like what the reasoning was, and it, it had to do with it, it's nothing really to do with farmers. It Has to do more with uh, like fuel savings related to. to you know stuff that went on in World War 1 uh kind of stuck around a- as a way to like you know save power save fuel things like that but it doesn't really do it doesn't accomplish the goals that it says it's going to do at this point in time the the only couple reasons to stick stick to doing the clock change twice a year is a momentum is tradition at this point it's just what we do and b there's some lobbying right like there's uh uh retailers think that having later hours where it's sunny out makes people more likely to buy, so more hours where it's sunny out, more hours to be out doing things. Where it's it's sunny at 9 p.m. out, people are people are more likely to buy stuff. So there's some level of lobbying going on, but again, I, I don't understand. Listen, members of members of Congress, and actually members of New York State delegation too, members of the uh, the New York State Legislature, y'all can change this. Like Arizona, they just decided they ain't doing it. They just said, nope, we aren't participating in this. And you know what? They're fine. We we all seem to be able to communicate with Arizona. Listen, for, for for my job, I have to communicate with people across time zones all the time. We could just opt out as a state. We get used to it; it's fine. People would people would adapt. You, you don't think people are going to get used to New York City time uh, all across the world, all across the United States? If if New York State just says, "No, nah, no, we're uh, we're just going to stop doing that." We're going we're going to freeze in standard time or, or freeze in uh, daylight savings time. This is the last clock change you are doing. Boom. Honestly, I think it'd be great. Kathy Hochul should do it. The, you know that it, it won't make me fully like her, but it, it will it will boost my my perception of her just a little bit. And I, I know that Andrew Cuomo is, is goodness. It makes me sick saying this. Andrew Cuomo is uh, catching up in the polls. He was he was up in the thirty percent for the the primary. I don't know if that's going to stick. That that bums me out. <laughs> I'm sure that's something Larry and Tim will talk about this week. But woof. Uh, I don't want to see that. Anyway, back to daylight savings time. Um, we should abolish it, and there's no reason for the government to keep manipulating our clocks. I know they set standard times. I know there's, there's someone there's someone out there going, Kevin. Well, of course the government sets time. If the government didn't set the time, you know we wouldn't all agree in the Eastern time zone that it is you know twelve ten right now, uh, you know when the show is going out live. Well, yeah, I know that. I know why we standardized time. I know why it didn't make sense to have, you know, sundials because of uh, trains going back when you can't have, like, a train that, like, is moving along and, you know, one station says it's 1215 and another station says it's 1230 and and, uh, you have instant communication. You got to set the the time standards. I get it. That being said, we don't have to, to switch the clocks twice a year. There's no reason for it. There's there's no longer any, um, you know. There's no longer any good reason, if there ever was one, to continue switching the clocks back and forth. And and all it does is is disrupt our sleep cycles, make people more tired, especially in the spring forward one. Again, spring forward is not as bad. My you know my 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 son woke up at, at a decent time. Luckily, he wanted to sleep in a little bit more. And we had to wake him up a little bit earlier than he wanted. I I woke up a little bit earlier than I wanted. I'm tired today, of course. Not as bad as the fall one for for the baby, though. The baby didn't get, like, why the time is switched, why the food is switched. The dogs don't get it. The, The animals don't get it either. They're fine with getting their meal a little bit early. They are not fine with getting their meal a little bit late. And, you know... And that's, <laughs> it's not something that we need to do anymore. All right. So that's, that, that's my rant on that. You know, I, I know I do this twice a year, um, but I'm going to keep on it until every year, until we, we switch to sticking with one, one either time or daylight savings time. Either way, I'd be fine. with it Either way. I think I'm more on the standard time side, but either way is fine. Uh, but we do have a bunch of other stuff to talk about today too. Stuff that's, um, G this is a serious issue. I wanna dismiss the seriousness of this issue, but there are other like serious kinda of international issues that we talk about, uh state issues, things like that. Uh, you know, I wanted to make sure that we we talked about there's a story going around, especially in a lot of kinda of conservative libertarian circles, about this, this uh this biolab situation in Ukraine. So I wanna talk about that, you know, because it's it's stuff that it's tough to sort through, right? It, there's a, there's a lot of conflicting information out there, so I wanted to to come in and you know i've been reading about this all weekend reading kind of both sides of this and and tried to sort through you know what information is available to to help make a good decision on this and i 'll post some links to some stuff uh, if you're listening to the online show, I did get that up uh, if you listen to the online show i 'll post some some links to that if you' listening to the radio show, make sure you go follow us at a free solution. Uh, on on Facebook, free solution on YouTube, and uh, you can check out the links there. Uh, because you know there's a, a story that came out from uh, Glenn Greenwald. He's talking about that, um, and uh, then you got the the Russians and the Chinese talking about how this bio labs in Ukraine uh, that they're they're funded by the U.S. government, funded by the Department of Defense. Okay, you know, is there any truth to that? They're saying that they're trying to destroy evidence. Well, what? Evidence is it that they're destroying? Is this something that normally happens in this process? Um, and uh, yeah, and 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 on top of that, again, I want to talk about the uh, the stuff going on with Facebook. It's 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 interesting because they've decided to to switch over, switch their policy about advocating for violence and and allow you to make non-specific threats against Russian invaders. Uh, so whether or not that's a good thing whether that makes sense um, and, and if we get to it too I do want to talk about some some local issues if I can you know the the violence in Rochester continuing to be an issue and and what some potential solutions are to that um, and also yeah, back on the the Ukraine thing too some more solutions to that situation because again I I, I Really appreciate the calls that I, I got last week, last Monday. You guys are amazing. Love love when I hear from you guys. Again, give us a call, 585-346-3000. That's 585-346-3000 if you'd like to participate in the show. Uh, but I, I didn't get to talk about as many solutions as I want to. I want to make sure that like we, we talk about ways in which it's not just the government, it's not just military invention that can go and, and help people and ease conflict in these places. Thanks again for joining us on free solution. Again, give us a call, 585 346 3000, if you want to participate. We're going to be back in just a few minutes. Talk to you soon. a free solution. Welcome back to A Free Solution. I'm Kevin Wilson your host for day. Thanks again for joining us on this wonderful wonderful Monday. Appreciate y'all being here. And yeah, again, uh we're talking about well what I want to talk about is I want to talk about the uh the Biolab situation in in Ukraine and you know w- whether or not that is uh, Russian and Chinese propaganda, right? And, uh, you know, we got a comment already when I had mentioned this from John Harold, and he says, yes, because they can justify the invasion. And and that's kind of what I'm leaning towards. Again, I there, there's enough there to, to have things look a bit strange. I, I get it, you know, depending on how generously or not generously you want to read some of the, the stories associated with it, right? So you know we we have uh so so where where this started to come out from right because again we had uh, russia started to say uh we think that there, there are us bio lab facilities uh in ukraine and we suspect that uh the ukrainians and us government are going to unleash a biological attack you know that was that was an accusation got made before this story kind of really came out and you know that that kind of made U.S. intelligence, U.S. State Department and whatnot, military say like, well, OK, that's that means that the Russians are probably going to do this. They're, they're planning a, a false flag attack, which I might have been skeptical of that like a month ago. I was uh, maybe not so much now. Um, and so part of me is like, all right, well, this is this might be what's happening. Right. There's there's a false flag attack. And kind of to, to, to John's point online, he you know, they're also trying to find ways to justify the the invasion, right? Like they said, they're going to denazify the country. They're saying that Ukraine presented a, an actual threat to uh, Russian security. Or I mean, just even just thinking about NATO represents an actual threat to Russian security, uh, and this would be, you know, the the smoking gun to prove that. Um, I, I'm skeptical of, of such gen, uh, accusations generally. I mean, again, we saw what happened with with Iraq. Um, you know the weapons of mass destruction thing that turned out to not quite be as real and legitimate of a threat as uh, it was presented as by people like Colin Powell and George Bush. Um, and we, yeah, they, we we ended up getting involved in this costly war. And and, and a bunch of these folks who are, who are making these claims, repeating these claims, are, are also skeptical of what happened in Iraq, and that, as they should be. Uh, but now, now we have this, uh, kind of repetition of, of these claims made by the the Russian and Chinese governments. Um, so let's talk about like what the kind of semi-legitimate evidence is, right? Like the stuff people are talking about now. There's this article that came out from, uh, Glenn Greenwald. I'll share it. You can read it. He made a whole video on the thing too, um, where, You know, because I I want you to be able to read this stuff. I you know I I read it, and uh, there's a a woman named uh, Victoria Newland um, who said that Ukraine has biological research facilities, and that she's worried that Russia is going to seize them. Right? Uh, She's in a discussion with Senator Marco Rubio, and Marco Rubio says, "You know, does Ukraine have chemical biological weapons?" Uh, And she, she instead of just saying like, "No, of course not," whatever, she ends up saying kind of waffling a bit, giving a weird answer and saying that like, well, there, there are biological research facilities. And she, what, what they're, if I, if I'm giving a generous interpretation of this, right, what they're worried about is that they have research facilities that are doing research on dangerous pathogens, right? Like either for uh, like epidemic, pandemic outbreak research or other things like that, research on, on you know, combating things like... Uh, and I don't know, like, to what extent any individual lab is, you know, level one through four. There's different levels of seriousness. We kind of talked about this with, like, the Wuhan lab stuff. And so there's some places that are doing stuff in the same way that the Wuhan lab uh, was doing research. And there's a worry that if... That place, that one of those facilities, is overtaken by Russian troops. The U.S. and the, the Ukrainians worry that that could either lead to an accidental spread of a serious disease if it's if it's one of those facilities and they don't correctly purge the the research that they're working on, right? Like the actual uh, samples, uh, or worse, that that, that the Russians overtake these facilities, capture that research intact, and then are able to use that to either actually use biological warfare or accuse the Ukrainians of doing such, right? So that, that's kind of where the gem of possible legitimacy comes from, right? Again, I posted the Glenn Greenwald article. You can read that. I'm going to post something else in a few minutes, too. Um and and but i want to get to this question first uh she- shelly says uh, the media hasn't been honest in years so why should we believe them now uh my my answer to that is like i don't necessarily think you should believe or not believe any particular set of media right like washington post and rt have conflicting you know stories on this stuff right uh rt is is russian state owned propaganda Like that is what it is. Sometimes they they say things that happen to be true or they give good criticism of of US government policy, but it is state. It's a state owned Russian television network. That's that's what it is. Um, So So Shelley, it's, it's not a matter of like we should automatically not believe whatever the media says, because sometimes what the media says is right. Sometimes it's not. And. You know, if anything, like again, I'm I'm in a way the media too, right? Uh, it's it's a matter of trying to look through the actual evidence and discerning what the truth and the threat is, and whether or not people are being, you know, manipulated. In this case, I, I lean slightly towards Russia is trying to manipulate folks into creating a justification for their war. It might be true. You know, I leave open the fact that I could be totally wrong about this. I, I, I don't know, but, but I lean towards this is probably not true. Um, and the biological research labs aren't necessarily something that is made and operated for the purposes of weaponizing uh, dangerous pathogens. So it could be. Could be totally wrong about this. Um, the, the U.S. government has dabbled in a little bit of that before, or at least possibly. Um, And yeah, that's, that's stuff that that's, it's really, really ugly stuff. Um, And, and we should stay away from that again. There's a long history of not, not specifically just the American government, but all all governments like weaponizing the seas. And uh, it's, that's an ugly thing that, you know, we now have conventions and international laws against. And, and hopefully that's not something that ever, uh, Rears his head. Um, and and kind of the Shelley's other point against someone uh, listening on our YouTube channel, you know, Marco Rubio fed her the answer by asking if it'd be Russ's fault, something were to happen. Uh, yeah, no, the kind of her, like it, Marco Rubio was, I think, a little bit thrown off by the fact that she didn't just say, no, of course not. They're not. Um, they're not doing like weapons research uh, or chemical research in that way. She gave. A straightforward answer, I think if I – again, if I'm being generous about it, and I don't necessarily have to be generous, but if I were being generous, you could say she wanted to clarify that there is an actual threat here uh, because they're doing research on dangerous pathogens. But it doesn't mean that they are necessarily doing so with the intent to use them as weapons. Uh, Now, again, folks are skeptical of that. They they look at that answer and they say, well, see, she didn't deny it. She's she's telling the truth, and you got – Chinese propagandists out here, and again talking about how they they're purging all these documents they're you know the d o d is funding all these places, and we don't know, and you know you gotta kind of read through their propaganda too uh and again to follow up on another comment that Shelley online says, it says I lean the same way but cannot prove it because of media disinformation. Again, you gotta you gotta look at like I, I can't assume that just because someone's taking the opposite argument of American media that they are also telling the truth. Uh again, I don't trust the Russian media or Chinese state media. Uh, I don't necessarily automatically trust independent journalists like Glenn Greenwald too. He did some great reporting around the Edward Stone stuff, but it doesn't mean he's always right about this. This stuff either he could he could be wrong about things and it's on is it upon him to be able to to prove it with solid evidence and make good arguments if he's going to make a bold accusation right like that right that the U S is is funding biological research hopefully he he digs through and hopefully he finds nothing but if he does you know I'll I'll be reading it I'll be sharing it um and and yeah I'll just, I'll <laughs> say I was wrong about this stuff actually you know and I do want since I only have like a, a like a minute left. I may have been wrong. We we threw out the the idea that probably the, the coronavirus came from the Wuhan lab. Like now there's other evidence to say maybe that was wrong, too. So I don't know. Again, I'm not an expert on this stuff. You know, I'm just trying to read through what makes sense and how average folks like us can think about policy and, and, and advocating to our members of Congress in ways to, to keep us safe, to prevent our tax dollars from going to, to dangerous gain of function research over there. Uh, and and that that's that was my kind of criticism and take on those things. Uh, but when we come back, we'll keep talking about this, this uh, biolab thing. And uh, then we'll talk about some... Uh Some solutions, some Facebook news, maybe some local stuff too. Thanks again for joining us here on A Free Solution. Give us a call if you want to participate in the show. 585-346-3000. That's 585-346-3000. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Talk to you soon.
0: Cell Store is now open, and your car's crying for an official Voice of Liberty bumper sticker. There's a great selection to help you show your love of God, liberty, and the Constitution. Here are just a few available right now. Shut up, Fauci. Kathy, Hocum. No more masking. Open the freaking schools. Scam Alert, January 6th. No vax mandates. God, please help us. Close the Mexican border. Save America. Stop voting for Democrats. Support the Second Amendment, and your mask doesn't protect squat. But there's more. These are standard, weather-resistant bumper stickers, guaranteed to get you horn honks and thumbs up in traffic. Choose from other locally made WYSL Voice of Liberty merch, too, like tees, hoodies, drinkware, and more. Perfect gifts for any Liberty lover you know. Be sure to check out the exclusive WYSL Mount Morris shirts, hoodies, and coffee mugs depicting our four worst presidents. Guess who's front and center? Be free. Make a statement. Shop the WYSL store at WYSL1040.com. A free solution.
1: Welcome back to A Free Solution. I'm Kevin Wilson, your host today. Thanks again for joining us. We're here live on WYSL until 1 p.m. Give us a call, 585-346-3000. That's 585-346-3000. And, uh, yeah. Oop. And, uh, yeah, no, so we'll uh, continue talking about this. Uh, we'll <laughs> see if I can get my uh, my internet stream back on. But, uh, I don't know. We'll see. And... Talk about the biolabs thing. So I, we talked about the the kind of Glenn Greenwald perspective, like the Russian Chinese perspective on this. Again, take all that for what it is. You know, know that these governments also don't necessarily have, you know, our best best interests in mind. Uh, and if I can, I'll, I'll reshare the uh, the uh, tweet uh, from a. A uh, biogeneticist in in Russia – well, in like uh, the, the Baltic states who works on this stuff and is talking about talking about what's going on here. Uh, and, and and like take it for what it is, right? I, I can't totally verify everything this person says, but it, it gives an explanation for how biolabs work, what they are. You know, we – I know I got a comment from Shelley online too. Said Wadsworth Labs works in biological science all the time. Doesn't mean they're making weapons. You know, there's I don't know that lab in particular, but the, there's labs, dozens, dozens of labs in Rochester that that work on stuff related to this. It doesn't necessarily mean that they're using it for something nefarious. Like a lot, a lot of times that research is exactly what. These institutions say they are. It's research to, you know, figure out different ways to develop vaccines. It's research to figure out, you know, what genes within a virus uh, make someone sick. Uh, It's research to figure out, um, you know, what things can kill these viruses or bacteria that can cause deadly human infections right and so you need to have those dangerous pathogens around uh in order to figure out the best way to fight them uh there's there's different levels of, of containment surrounding that right i think again levels one through four uh the the tweet thread that i posted about uh discusses some of that and um There's also a discussion in that thread about some of the protocols associated with it, too. So, again, just because a biolab exists doesn't mean that there's anything... Necessarily nefarious about it could be, but doesn't necessarily mean that's the case. Uh, and you know, there's there's uh, evidence of uh, evidence. There's there's documentation. Uh, you know that that Glenn Greenwald points out that there's there's samples being destroyed and that that was kind of presented as a way to cover up what was going on in these places. But again, that's not necessarily the case either. There's regular destruction of samples uh, to do this, and in the, the evidence that, that he had pointed to. It's really more associated with kind of routine, like we're done with an experiment on this sample and we have to purge it, and someone has to verify that that sample was purged correctly. Because, you know, if you have a dangerous, you know, pathogen, you don't want to just toss it in the garbage with everything else you want to make sure that that is destroyed that it's dead that it's not going to get out um and i, and I see comments online talking about how i i have no i have not done any research in this uh, uh supposedly like lyme disease had escaped from a, a lab um and it might have been a bio. i i don't know about that um but th- some of this stuff does happen right and it happened from uh there's a, a very, very nasty flu strain that went around in the 50s that escaped from a, a Soviet lab in Russia. Um, and again, the, these labs exist all over the place, not just in Ukraine, uh, but, of course, all over the U.S. China has some. Russia has some. In the Ukrainian labs, uh, they were getting samples of some of these dangerous pathogens from Russia. They were ordering them from Russian labs to be able to do their their research on. Uh, and again, if, if, if you look through that thread, if, if you're listening on the radio, I'm sorry you can't see it, but if you're listening on the radio, uh, check out the, uh, the the thread that I posted to the Free Solution Facebook page, Free Solution YouTube channel, the Kevin Wilson page, any one of those, uh, you'll, you'll be able to, to, to read through this. Is again, something translated from Russian from someone who does research in this area. Uh, and, and it strikes me as, as plausible, right, that this the evidence presented so far by the russian and chinese governments don't necessarily lead you to conclude fully don't lead me to conclude fully that there is something nefarious going on here and that both the russians and ukrainians had have good reason to be worried about the safety and security of those labs and that Making sure that any research is secure there is probably really important because, again, it doesn't necessarily have to be a nefarious thing on the part of the Russians either. They could go in and they're just doing, you know, research on whatever in this place, polio, you know, they're doing research on, uh, you know, coronavirus, whatever, and they can inadvertently cause an outbreak. Uh, and, yeah. Brian Sutton says, as a signatory to Geneva Conventions, we are prevented from even researching biological weapons. It's reasonable to assume that the U.S. funding labs in countries that are not signatories is a way around this restriction. I, I As I understood it, that the, the Ukrainians were also signatories on this. And the U.S. does do stuff like this all the time, right? Not all the time. It is it is more common than it should be. Not necessarily with this, but like with – uh. With our human rights protections, right? So, what what do we do with people accused of terrorism uh, around the world, right? We send them to Gitmo, where the the human rights protections don't necessarily apply as much, or even though that is a U.S. controlled base in Cuba, or we'll send them to a, 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 another country altogether, where they can do, you know, terrible things that we would never. Legally, be allowed to do in the U.S. and there's some level of plausible deniability with getting around those human rights restrictions that that we have both uh, as the U.S. government and uh, as signatories to things like the Geneva Convention. Unfortunately, that's something that happens again. That's why I'm not, I'm not fully dismissing this story uh, because I think accusations like this should be taken seriously. I think that there's. There's enough worry about what Miss um, you know, Newland said that to say, like well, we should uh, that we should look into it, right? Like, and and I, I appreciate folks like Glenn Greenwald looking into it. I would appreciate more, uh, you know, folks. I, I'd also appreciate two folks being skeptical of this, right? Again. Don't believe everything that comes out of the Russians and the Chinese. I don't know why I should have to say that to some libertarians, but those guys are not great. Those government, not the, not the, the, the whole people, but those governments are not great. The, the, the Chinese communist government may not have your best interest in mind. They may not be like telling the truth because they can if they can spread a credible lie that undermines U.S. hegemony, that benefits them. They can undermine U.S. cultural power in the world and make us look like hypocrites on human rights and you know Geneva Convention issues. Of course, they're going to spread that. Why wouldn't they? It only increases their legitimacy. And when they break the rules, which they are, uh, they can just say, "Hey, what about the U.S.? They did it too." That, that, I mean, that's what like half this invasion has been. What about the U.S.? What about the U.S. in, in this place too? Russian media says. What about the U.S. and Iraq? What about the U.S. and in, 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 uh, sending weapons to Yemen? Yeah, no, I get it. Those are bad things too. It it doesn't mean that these other countries get a free pass to also abuse human rights, start wars of aggression, or do other terrible things to folks to, to <laughs> commit war crimes. They don't get a free pass for that stuff, and I don't think they should. Uh, and, and it's perfectly reasonable to, to criticize— both these governments and their propaganda and, and the folks in the U.S. who are kind of un being less critical than they ought to be with, with this stuff. Because, again, these folks have a sharp mind for seeing the propaganda in U.S. media. But if you're ignoring it in the Russian and Chinese media, you're doing something wrong here. Sorry. That's that's the way it is. You got to you got <laughs> you, you to do you, you got to do both. Um, and yeah, I've been following this too. Brian Sutton says, you know, it's interesting to see what the, the India uh, media is saying. Um, yeah, I mean, there, there's so many different kind of powers operating and jockeying for that, that position and discussion around this stuff. The Indian media seems to be, I don't know, I, I can't, I can't tell what to make of it. And I haven't done a deep enough study of this, uh, other than seeing several clips around promoting that. And, and I can't help but wonder why that is, if it's are they getting funding to promote this stuff, uh, to kind of promote these types of stories, or or what? I don't know. I, I don't have all the answers. Surprisingly, somehow, guys, I don't have all the answers. I know that may shock some of you. <laughs> Not really. I don't. Don't pretend I do. I don't know everything. I'm just some guy on a radio. Thanks again for joining us here on A Free Solution. Uh, again, if you want to participate in the show, give us a call at 585-346-3000. That's 585-346-3000. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Talk to you soon.
2: Why do businesses choose to move their website from Wix and Squarespace to Tech Innovations? Maybe it's their excellent customer service or attention to detail. Maybe it's their ability to give a truly customized solution. Or perhaps they just like the fact that SimpleTech is a local small business that builds great relationships with its clients. Whatever the reason may be, you can rest assured knowing that the local team at Tech has your best interest in mind when building or updating your website there
1: A free solution. All right. Welcome back to A Free Solution. I'm Kevin Wilson. Today, thanks again for joining us here on WYSL, here on WACK if you're listening a little bit later, and of course, our friends listening online too. Thanks again for being here. And, and thanks to my, my online audience for, for sticking with us through all the glitches today. Um, I want to get to a comment that was actually left before the last segment, too. Uh, uh, Gene says, uh, last night in the news, I heard Biden say that we will not be sending troops to fight Russia and Ukraine. He did not say he wouldn't send troops to fight Russia in Poland. Uh, that is true. And we, in fact, have troops in Poland right now because Poland is a NATO country. And if uh, Russia decides to attack Poland uh, they because they're a NATO country they uh, article five of the you kind know, of NATO treaty NATO alliance says that uh, when you attack one country you attack all of them so the United States has committed itself to defend that country in addition to several other you know countries like the some of the Baltic countries and whatnot as well Um. So yeah, any attack that Russia does on Poland, the U.S. will likely defend. You know, we'll see. You know, uh, and if they don't, then NATO is completely obliterated as an organization. Any credibility the U.S. has in making alliances is completely gone. Um, and then that's a a tough decision to make because any. Any response to Russian aggression could lead to a nuclear conflict, could uh, lead to the U.S. getting involved in a war. That's why the the U.S. isn't sending troops to Ukraine. That's why the U.S. is even skeptical of doing that thing where they're going to send F-16s to Poland and have Poland send their their MiGs to uh, Ukraine so they can um, try to – you know, contest the airspace over there. And, you know, the the U.S. military, correctly, I think, is worried that that, that sort of escalation would lead to some sort of, you know, escalation on the part of Russia, too. Uh, and, and I don't want the U.S. to get involved in the war. I, I think, I, to be honest, Joe Biden has been relatively prudent in keeping the U.S. out of this conflict. We'll see if he sticks to that. Uh, but so far, he's been pretty forthright in saying that we should not get involved in this conflict in any direct way. Um, and yeah, so I, I hope that keeps happening. Now, at the same time, again, if if Russia is the one who who attacks, you know, they're the ones who have started the escalation. They know the consequences of of attacking a defensive alliance like NATO. Um, and and how the us and other countries are going to respond so it's that's sort of on them too, but hopefully it doesn't get to that point you know we're unfortunately getting close with the the Russians trying to target uh, supply convoys uh, heading in from Poland to uh, air bases uh, and, and or other bases in in Ukraine uh, you know they said they're they're targeting that that's the there's a, a missile strike. That happened over there in western Ukraine, that killed like thirty-five people. So they're they're trying to disrupt the the foreign flow of goods and weapons and supplies to the Ukrainian army. And That's like twelve miles from the uh, the Polish border. So, yeah, I mean, that's there's a possibility that the conflict kicks off because of killing folks who are trying to get supplies in or missiles and shots going a little bit too far, a little bit too close to the border. Hopefully that doesn't happen. Jane says, I'm already against the next war. Yeah, me too, Jane. Don't think we should get involved in this. And again, I'm not cheering for the U S to get involved in response to an attack on NATO. I just understand that that's what's going to happen. And that's realistic. And I don't think telling you what's realistically going to happen is, is cheering for the war. Um, so hopefully it does not come to that. Uh, and so, so I want to talk about like a couple couple other things before we go. Though you know, I want to talk about this. So Facebook has now said that you can make non-specific threats against people in response to an invasion. And so, so basically, on Facebook, you're able to say you know like death to Russian invaders or something like that, right? Now, normally you say something like that, and they'll flag it as advocating violence and they'll shut down your account, right? So they've made this exception in this conflict for this issue. Uh, you can't, you still, no one can go and um, say anything specific. Like you can't say, I want a specific person uh, to die, to be harmed, et cetera. But you can say death to Russian invaders, apparently. And it'll be interesting to see if they apply that Consistently throughout the world, again, is what what happens in the Israeli-Palestine conflict? Can you can you make non-specific threats against Israel or Palestine on Facebook? Can you make non-specific threats uh, against other countries, against the U.S. Uh, if if the U.S. is doing a military operation or supporting a military operation somewhere? if someone's using facebook in yemen can can they say that i don't know again and yemen being of course a country that is being bombed and blockaded and there's just horrible stuff going on there all at the all at the hands of the saudi government and the united states government is supplying that the saudi government being of course the the same ones who executed 81 people yesterday i think a you know a world record in modern times. Uh, so 81, uh, executions yesterday and, and the Biden administration wants to buy more oil from them and from Venezuela. Uh, not sure. I like that either. I get trying to find new supplies while the U S, uh, resources ramp up for some reason was slowed down, uh, or, or not able to meet the current demand. And, uh, yeah, we might be trying to get more stuff from the Saudis who are funding this other horrific war that we absolutely should care about, and the Venezuelans, Venezuelan government who are the uh, Maduro regime is oppressing his people, uh, and and making it difficult for people to make a living, to leave, to to have freedom in that country too, and we may be going back to that. So I don't I don't know fully what the answer is, other than you know trying to find. Ways where we don't have to be dependent on these other countries—Russia, Venezuela, Iran—which that might be over Saudi Arabia—all these other countries to have these these you know, oil resources. We're just we're funding nasty stuff that, by being a part of that, and there's like collectively, no, not just. I don't mean the U.S. government, but we collectively need to find a way to to knock that off. Um, and. Gene says, supposedly NATO was formed to prevent World War 3, it seems that NATO could be the cause of World War 3. Uh maybe, I mean it kind of depends on how far down the rabbit hole you go, who caused what and when. Uh if if NATO is responding to, you know, a threat, is that legitimate? You know, I I totally get why some of these countries around Russia want to be a part of NATO. They they think that correctly or incorrectly they think that being a part of an alliance and, and, and triggering an overwhelming response from Western Europe and the US would prevent a Russian invasion. Maybe it does, maybe it doesn't, but I solely get it. I get why Ukraine wants to do that, given how the the Russian government has acted with them for the last you well know, since twenty fourteen. Same of the other countries, Georgia wanting to join. Yeah, I get it. The the Russians invaded there. They, they they took action there, um, but yeah, I I don't know it so much as is It it could be causing it in the same way that you know the the alliances of the previous war. Once that that system of alliances kicked into place, things really spiral out of control. It's imperative that our political leaders, because unfortunately, it's not just us, but it's imperative that our political leaders do whatever they can to stop that from happening, to prevent the war from getting out of control, while also not letting bullies like Putin get away with everything. We have to the, the hope and pray that we have the leadership to do both. Thanks again for joining us here on a Free Solution. Of course, I am out again this Wednesday. We're going to have Craig in, then Larry Sharp in tomorrow. And I will be back on Friday. Have a wonderful week, everyone. Talk to you then.